on the Aggie Sports Network from Learfield IMG College from Old Chicago. Welcome to the Aggies Coaches Show, brought to you by Old Chicago. Great pizza deserves great beer. America First Credit Union. Financial solutions for every need. And by S.E. Needham Jewelers, where Utah gets engaged. Now, the Aggies Coaches Show. Here's the voice of the Aggies, Scott Gerrard. Hey, welcome on in. It's the Gary Anderson Coaches Show. We're live here at Old Chicago and excited to be here tonight. Uh, we got a lot to get to, and uh, just because we don't have games uh, doesn't mean we can't uh, talk a lot about football, and uh, Coach Anderson is here. And, again, we'd love for you to come by and hang out with us as we are live here at Old Chicago. Come by and uh, take advantage of some incredible savings or incredible deals on uh, get yourself a great pizza, wings, whatever you're looking for, uh, even baked chicken, too. You get some baked wings, Coach. <laughs> baked wings are you're, the best, you're, man. Hey, healthy. You're a smart man, for sure. Uh, all right, so as we uh, we talk about the uh, the upcoming season and uh, whenever that might be, and we'll, we'll hit on that a little bit, but I'm sure you can't go anywhere with people asking you, what can you do right now? And so I guess the question is, what are you guys doing right now? Well, this has been a good week. We've actually been able to get to uh, the 12-hour rule, which is for us we're meeting or we're practicing and we're lifting. So yeah. uh, quick through our schedule is Monday we, we have a practice. Now it's a, you know, you're just in helmets and spiders and not true shoulder pads, but we're getting a lot accomplished, things we haven't done. Our kids had 44 practice opportunities they missed out on through training camp and through spring football, and we've made up you know, one or two of those, and we'll continue to make them up, and we need every single one of them. And then Tuesday we meet and lift. We'll lift in the morning, meet in the afternoon. Wednesday the kids are off, academics, and spend time with coaches as needed. And Thursday we come back and practice again, and Friday meet and lift, and Saturday morning practice. So it's very constructive for us. It's a great schedule right now for the kids, for us as coaches. And you know, being a developmental program, it's so important that we – get some of these practices back that we've missed the meeting times that we've missed and probably more importantly than anything is the kids are out playing football again which is something that uh, they're obviously extremely excited about and so are we as coaches if there's a let's just assume that it's a normal year what would this what you're doing now what would it be at during a normal year would it be january february this, this right now would be as close to spring ball as you could get without shoulder pads. Okay. Um, and that's what we're telling the kids. This is spring ball for us. So it, we're, we're identifying position battles and groups, and there is uh, kids competing for their jobs right now, uh, which they have to. And with as youthful as a team as we are, you know, it's, it's very important that they understand that they are fighting for jobs every single day. The roster spots are wide open. We obviously have, you know, got battles all over the place to get the best kids on the field. And so, uh, and, and so really, you know, you're, you're year two, you know the kids, you know where you're going, you know what you want to be. And so we are, we're working on our identity, getting where we need to be. We want to get that toughness factor to us. That's hard without shoulder pads on. Yeah. But it's not, it's not as hard as you think it is with just their accountability, where they are in the weight room, how they're taking care of their bodies, how nutritionally they're hanging in within their weight, do they gain weight, lose weight, um, how they did in school, you know, all those things that come with it. So th- those are all an important part of it. You don't, you don't win championships just by showing up on Saturdays. And our accountability factor for our kids is a big part of us right now. And, you know, some some are going to struggle with it. And if they struggle with it, then, you know, they're going to get beat out. And, and that's where we are. We've we established this thing to have a full limit of scholarships, and we're rocking and rolling. We brought in a bunch of young guys, and the old guys are competing with the young guys, and we're excited to watch it continue to grow. Uh, overall, though, uh, you 
you happy where guys are at in a developmental process and, and getting where they need to be without having kind of that end goal inside of when games are going to be? I like where they're at mentally. You know, physically, it's just it's been an up-and-down roller coaster yeah. for them. Haven't been able to be in the weight room consistently, and that's everybody. Everybody's gone through that same thing. But if we're just talking about, you know, where are we, we need to get back in a weight room cycle. So we're really trying to use this as spring ball slash January. And you, you said a minute ago, is it like January? Well, it's, it's kind of both because we're yeah. a heavy lifting time right now, but we're also heavy football time. So uh, along with academics, that's a full load. But these kids need a full load right now, right? They've been, they've been stuck in their rooms or their homes or at home or wherever they were or a makeshift weight room or whatever they had as they've gone through time. They did a tremendous job academically again, but they need structure. Um, college football is hard, and right now it needs to be hard. It needs to be hard academically. It needs to be hard physically. It needs to be hard mentally and to make sure that we're moving in the direction that, that we need to be. You know, we got one team in our conference, Air Force, the 20-hour week. It's football season for yeah. them. They're practicing full steam ahead. we got other teams that can't, frankly, do anything right now. So, you know, for us, it's a, this is a great opportunistic time to, to build. Um, we want to get that strength where we need to be, uh, but we also want to get better at football. So we have to be careful. We have to be smart, but we can surely push them, and, and they're excited about being pushed. Gary Anderson, it's the uh, Coaches Show. We're live here at Old Chicago here in Logan, and I uh, would love for you to come by and, uh, and hang out with us. So when you look at – you had very specific goals of where this team needed to be from a strength standpoint uh, near the end of the year uh, because these guys were at home – hanging out during a lot of the quarantine process. You got them back on campus a little bit and then uh, sent them home before school started. Do you feel like, and I'm not going to ask you if you've hit that number, but do you feel like you're on pace to get to that number? Well, I'll just tell you flat out, no, we're not We're not anywhere near that number right now just because of the situation we've gone through. Uh, we're about halfway there on both of them. And, uh, you know, it was 30 for 30. And uh, we got halfway to go on that. And we'll continue to work through that. We got some kids that are breaking through. Now, we did have some kids that made some amazing games even during um, the uh, the whole quarantine period when they're not in school and what have you. So we've made some strides. You know, we'll continue to work to get those strides and keep grinding and keep fighting every single day at it. They're, they're prideful of it. But, again, that to, to get where we need to get and where we expect to get, those strength levels need to continue to rise. They need to be prideful of that. And we're, the adju- big adjustment of that, too, is, is taking care of your body and, and understanding understanding what it takes to be a professional student athlete and when you do that then you build a program that's consistency there's not ups and downs and you're here and then you're there academically you're here and you're there socially you're here and you're there on the football field you know you have to you have to uh, work in all those phases and it has to be difficult and uh, 30 for 30 is difficult but we're looking to get there as soon as we possibly can do you uh do you have these guys load up a little bit academically not knowing what the spring will look like do you have them load up a little bit more in the fall than maybe you normally would absolutely uh for the kids that can't get that done and need to get that done we've uh, loaded those kids up to you know three more three more hours sometimes kids are taking five or six more hours if they have that opportunity uh, so it's been good you know we lost a lot of summer school it just yeah. we were not in the position to have a lot of kids go to summer school it was the best thing for our institution and the best thing for the young men to be able to not be in that spot so we lost some hours there we're going to try to gain some hours back right now and then we'll see what the uh you know what the spring semester gives us but we we need to stay on course because so many of those uh you know we're so prideful in, in in our graduation rate and and not not that it's our accomplishment as a, as a bunch of coaches but it's the young men in the program and they're very proud of that we need to continue to make that uh, academic stand that we're taking you know we're three semesters in a row now we've been at a, a 3.0 which is 
fantastic. It's never been done here two times in a row. Now we've got it done three times in a row at Utah That's State. That's awesome. It's a credit to the kids. They work their tails off, and Slade and Wonga run our academics. Uh, they, they do a, just a fantastic job, and you know they put in the time and the effort to get those kids where they need to be, and I think our assistant coaches do a tremendous job academically. And uh, obviously, too, with the virus still hanging around uh, at, at a high level, i got to imagine you still tell your guys, look, look, you got to mind your P's and Q's. We've got to keep you healthy out there, too. Absolutely. You know, it's, it's, it's an everyday fight. We've educated ourselves, all of us, every coach, every player, every trainer, weight room guys, everybody that's in the building. We've all been educated on what we need to do. The whole key is to stay consistent with it. And, you know, that's, that's a challenge in, in athletics. That's a challenge of youth is to, to start something, to sustain it and maintain it and consistently go. So the virus is no different. You know, you started wearing a mask in position meetings, and we're in a good spot right now. Well, you want to stay in a good spot? Make sure those those masks are on. Um, you know, walk through every single day and, and take care of those kids and put them in a spot to be successful. So you you can't you, you can't let your guard down when it comes to the virus. If you indeed really want to practice and play football like we say we do, put your money where your mouth is and take care of your business. Yeah, if you want to uh, you want to play games whenever that might be, mind your p's and q's because uh, we want to get through this thing as as healthy as certainly possible. Uh, still testing what three times a week these guys. No, or we're not. Just, not right, right, like no. every other week or yeah, something. Like so, that. Well, yeah, yeah. When I don't, I don't know the exact protocol that Mike and the trainers use. Just when, when they tell us they're going to test, we line up a test. <laughs> uh, by the way, is the test as bad as everybody says it is? Well, the ones that we're taking now are are, uh, are, are I've taken a few of those, and ours aren't bad. But I never had the one that you I never, saw in the they news forever. Scrub the brain they, a little they bit yeah. into your brain. No, yeah. I, I never had that one. So, um, and I'm glad I didn't have to have that. <laughs> yeah, no, no doubt. <laughs> Uh, we got a lot to get to on the program, a lot going on around the football program. Uh, we'll talk about some of the new additions as well um, uh, that we're excited to seeing out on the field uh, when that time comes, uh, when that day may come. We'll talk about that as well. It's the uh, Gary Anderson Coaches Show. Remember, we're live on Facebook too. Uh, so if you would like to uh, leave a message or have a question for us, uh, just if you're uh, watching along on, on uh, Facebook, just uh, drop us a question, and uh, we'll try to get to those uh, throughout the course of the show. You're listening to the Gary Anderson Coaches Show live from Old Chicago right here on the Aggie Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. And welcome and welcome back. You're listening to the Gary Anderson Coaches Show live here at Old Chicago. Thanks for making us uh, part of your evening. Uh, a lot to get to on the program today. We're going to talk uh, more about what uh, potentially the season could look like. Uh, and I don't want to get specifically into that right now, Coach, but there is so much noise out there in terms of is this conference going to go? Is it mid-October? Are these guys going to go in November? Uh, what does this mean for senior? Like, do you do you try to absorb all that, or do you get to the point now where I th- just like, look, I'm just going to focus on my kids and wh- whatever happens, happens? Well, the biggest thing I try to do is, is let the kids know what's going on because yeah. there's been so many times that they've been given a date or an approximate date, nothing happens, and then it goes, does this. So we, every time I get news, I try to educate the kids on what's happening, what's taking place. What we know right now is there's an opportunity to play, and that's why we've structured the schedule. We may play in this year sometime. We may play in January, February, March sometimes. So we're going to prepare like we're going to play in potentially November, if that's the case, start camp, uh, then play whenever they give us the schedule. So that that's that's the most difficult part for the kids, just not knowing. And then the whole senior thing. Seniors get a year back, but, you know, there's the ability to not, not bring them back, not be able to give them a scholarship. Are you going to absorb them in your numbers? Uh, we, we can't go over 85 scholarships, and most teams in our league, I'm sure, are going to be basically the same way as you look at that and say, is there a way to kind of tweak that to make that be different? 
different as time goes. What's the league going to do? Is are, are we going to go over 85 scholarships as time goes? There's a lot of those questions that are out there uh, for those seniors, and we've just really been honest with them, sat down and talked to them. I think that you know John and uh, the athletic administration have been really good at just communicating and talking about what feasibility for those seniors because they're the ones you really worry about. You want them to be able to get some games, get a senior year, and, and be able to play. If it's not this fall, then in the spring. And yes, they have another year, but you want to be upfront, honest, and truthful with them and let them know what can you do to be able to just allow them to understand here is the pieces to the puzzle as we know today. Now, all the other kids, they're fine. They get a year back, they come back and grind. And, you know, it does put you know, next year we're going to have 44 freshmen on the roster. Well, if all 44 freshmen are there in four years, now you got a real problem on your hands. But uh, you got four years to figure that one out. <laughs> we'll see. Stay tuned. Uh, you made the crack on the air on our flagship station, The Zone, that uh, you might have to set aside about an hour for senior day yes. here in a few years. There's, there's absolutely no doubt. Those guys will be coming out of there. And then you'll have about uh, you know 40-some-odd kids, 30-some-odd kids on scholarship uh, in spring ball. That would be a lot of fun, too. Yeah. Oh, that's a good point. Uh, you know, but the other thing, too, is you've got, uh, you know, look, you've got seniors out there right now yep. playing high school ball, and you, you try to make it work with them, and I'm sure there's a lot of guys out there that you really like, but you try to juggle these things, and, and uh, unfortunately, that's going to affect what you do in recruiting. It does, and the, the educational process that we're trying to help the coaches in the state understand, and, and all over the all the country where we recruit, but really most in our own backyard is because that's where we start recruiting while we say that, and so to educate these high school coaches and let them know this year is very different parents it's very different um, and we are not going to be able to sign a whole class because some of those seniors are going to be brought back into the program how many how it goes it all depends on your numbers and kids that are attrition in your program all those things you know that at 85 yeah. scholarship it changes weekly most of the time so it's just and, and it's not, I don't expect people to understand it but we try to educate them and help them understand it as we go through and, and quite frankly it's not fair and the other thing is we've always prided ourselves on being a walk-on program and awarding those young men well there's you know three or four kids we awarded three or four kids a scholarship for a year last year um and you know we're to the point now do we just we're going to award those kids get them going they're on it for a year maybe they're on it for the next year maybe they're not but that's not happening this year and and that's sad that that's a sad sad deal um and we all get it we all understand it but the people are paying a price because of what we're going through right now Mm. Uh, and then, you know, there's there's always, you know, seniors that uh, get to a point and they're just probably done playing. They just, Correct. you know, I got a job offer or I graduated or I'm married. I've got a kid on the way. I need to go start making some money. So there'll be some of that attrition that'll go on. But but at the end of the day, I mean, there's that, that I can't. I can't imagine how difficult some of those decisions are going to be. Well, we didn't get into this business to cut people, right? We're, yeah. not, we're not the NFL. That's not what we do. Um, a kid gets out of your program, it's because he's made a mistake and he's removed himself. It's not because he wasn't good enough. It's not because, you know, all the athletic ability had nothing to do with it. And so now we're sitting there saying basically in a potentially – not this year. It's not this year. It's not if we play in the spring. It's a year from right now. We've yeah. made some decisions pop- possibly with some young men saying, well, you know what, we, we, we need this position group. We need this guy in that position group, and, you know, we, we don't need you as much in this spot. I don't want to do that. I don't want to get stuck in that position, and I don't even want to think about being in that position. But it is a reality, and we've actually presented that to the seniors and let them understand this could come down the road. It may not, but yeah. I'm not going to hide from it and act like it's not a possibility as we go through there. And um, it's, it's, it's really hard to, to even think about, and it's almost imaginable that you that'll take place, but uh, it very well may. Uh, one thing I want to talk about, because uh, at least 
in this platform, we haven't had a chance to chat about some of the uh, new additions. Um, everybody always keeps a close eye when a new quarterback comes to town. Mm-hmm. Jason Shelley, yep. uh, former uh, University of Utah quarterback, really helped them out in a big way uh, a couple of years ago when their starter went down and got him into a Pac-12 title game. He is now your quarterback. Uh, talk a little bit about that process because – I know, I know that that was a lengthy one, making sure that he was ready to go and was able to get that waiver to be able to participate right away. Yeah, and, you know, it's a quarterback battle right now. Pease is in there. Andrew's doing a tremendous yeah. job. Um, you know, he's in there banging around doing what he's doing. And so it's fun to see them actually throw a football um, and line up and, and do a little bit of uh, against the defense as much as we possibly can. So they've they both done a good job. They're competing very well against each other. They've all been in a college program, right? They understand it. I mean, Jason has battled like crazy. Pease has had battled like crazy as he's been in, and so they're they're in good position. They're how's they he doing health wise? He's good. He's yeah. good. He's 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 fast as can be, and um, taking care of his business. And you know, he hasn't thrown the ball consistently for a long time, and he's doing that. So feel good about him. But you know, Jason is a, a big big. Um, addition to our program from a maturity standpoint from a competition standpoint and the other young quarterbacks going to battle too you know i mean coop's going to get in there and cooper's going to battle like crazy and josh is going to battle but it, you, you can't get four guys ready and we'll continue to roll and in the backfield i, I believe that you know dhc uh, he's he's done a, just a tremendous job of walking in here being unselfish and, and learning the offense and understanding that a great offense in our opinion has always been you have three backs that are really good players I think we have three backs that are really good players, and I am really excited to see them go and see what they can bring to the table. And we possibly have four backs that are really good players and two young freshmen. And, you know, Makakona's back there, a walk-on battling like crazy. But, uh, you know, Jalen and DHC are, are going to lead that room as the old guys there, and uh, they are talented young men, and I'm very excited. And John Gentry is, has got tremendous, tremendous speed. He's added, as advertised uh, after a couple practices. So that running back position is uh, – got a lot of fight in it a lot of competition for carries and decided to see them continue to grow and this is the time where guys can really establish themselves uh and, and really make a name for themselves even though the pads aren't on and, and things along those lines you can really get a sense for who's ready to work and really uh and, and really you know the cream rise to the top there, there's no doubt it, it's it's a, really it's just i can't emphasize it enough if you're going to win this league on our side and you're going to go get in that championship game you have to be tough you have to be the toughest team and because every year air force they're going to be tough yeah every boise's done it for 15 years every single there's going to be no dip on if they're tough or if they're not they may be more talented they may be this or that or the other thing but they're going to be tough and you've got to be able to have that physicality to you and we're going to take advantage of that every single day um hey there's Kochman. he's better he's back practicing now so it's good to see him out he's there look, he's looking we, good we got too. like half the team in here so that's <laughs> that's a good thing um but, you know, the, the, the competition, the battles that are taking place right now for the next few weeks are, are going to be awesome to watch. And they have extended that all through the month of October also. So we're, we're going to keep doing this. And um, our kids are competing like crazy. And I expect that competition level to continue to rise in the next few weeks. Gary Anderson joining us here on the uh, Coaches Show, live here from Old Chicago, uh, kind of breaking down what, uh, what, what the world of college football could look like. Um, 
what uh, l- let's talk about spring a little bit. Uh, what would a uh, what would a spring season look like? I know there's a lot of different things out there, but what would it take to get your team ready to go for you know a January or February start time? Well, once we get the green light, uh, I personally would like five weeks. I believe with what we're doing now with the 12 hour rule would allow us to be ready in four. Um, that would re- it's three weeks of camp. It's not traditional camp. We may be in school. We may not be in school depending on you know the spring. The, excuse me, the <clears throat> spring semester starts January 11th. So we'd hop back in and, and get rolling, but we would want four to five weeks to get ready to prepare. The last week of whatever the camp time is would be a game week, and um, then we'd go. You know, the, the big the big things is, you know, where do you play? Um, you know, are we playing here in Laramie and in Boise and in Colorado State and Air Force? Are, are we really going to play games in, on January 15th and February 4th? And, I mean, is that really what we're going to do? <laughs> so, I mean, that, that'll be interesting. But that, those are decisions that have to be made and talked about, and we'll continue to do that. I know that there, everybody wants to play. There's yeah. not anybody out there that's involved in athletics that says, no, the best thing is to not play this year. Um, but we do want to make sure that we're putting the kids in a good position. And like I've said, these seniors – they do have another opportunity. It's a cloudy forecast as far as what it looks like in 2021 for them, but they do have opportunities. And everyone in every con- in our conference, every team has the same opportunities. Um, so, you know, let's make it right. Let's make it be feasible. Let's put something together. Is eight games good? Eight games would be fine. To me, I'd like to see six games and then play uh, the best four teams in our conference, play uh, – semifinal game and a championship game. So, I like that. Mountain West Conference Tournament. I, I think it would be awesome for football and it would keep uh, people very interested and you're going to have a you know, a, a couple to four teams get in and the other guys weren't good enough to get in after six games. You're not good enough. Get ready for next year and go back to work and the other four teams will battle it out. So uh, we'll see You know where it all goes. Um, but we're, we're going to make suggestions and then obviously the presidents are going to get the information that they need and then make the decision and, and we're going to support that decision. Whatever it may be, our personal feelings don't really matter we need to do what's best for our kids and whatever that is the day they say go let's make sure they're ready and that's what we're doing every single day right now is making sure physically mentally and socially we're getting ourselves ready to play to be a tough physical football team do your players ask about it a lot I mean I gotta imagine that they want to know what's going on and you know it's, it's got to be tough for you as a coach to be like I'm sorry I just don't have answers for you I don't know what it's gonna look like it, it, it's been very difficult um you know, and yes, they do. They ask questions. Kids are smart. That's, yeah. I think that's one thing that gets lost in this sometimes. It's like adults in the room sit back and say, well, we'll do this or we'll do that. And they don't understand that the kids are smarter, smarter than they are. And that, that's the bottom line. And they think it out. They get it. They get information. And, and the other thing is, is there's no hiding information, right? I mean, you know, all, the, all of that, that thing right there gives you every bit of information that you could ever get. There is no secrets. I think every, every conference has a... a somewhere there's a there's a there's a rat in the room that can't wait to call the guy from espn or call the guy from here that says hey this is what's happening in this meeting or we're going to second the way it's it's crazy so uh, kids are, are, are they're frustrated but i think our our kids right now are more settled than they ever have been because they're competing against each other they're they're getting tough they're they're football is back in their lives and they have a schedule these kids want a schedule they want to know what a to b to c to d is and so do i i'm a six month schedule guy and i don't have a schedule now for a week i've been happy this week stayed together for the first time in probably four months we actually build a week schedule and it hasn't changed now wow. stay tuned we'll see what tomorrow brings yeah uh hey by the way before we go to break i wanted to ask you about this a little bit uh, i had a chance on the uh, podcast uh aggies all the way podcast talk to uh uh, Jamani Roberts and DJ T. Alvea yep. about the uh, 
uh, the, the the new class that you helped uh, kind of help spearhead, and and these guys really ran with it uh, with Ross Peterson and really kind of helping. I mean, we're in a day and age right now where where I think there's a lot of us that need to learn more about social uh, inequality and, and, and justice and, and helping those uh, that, uh, that need uh, a voice out there and letting that voice be heard. Talk about the process on how this, how this came to be and, and, and how, proud of you, how proud you are that this thing's rolling up every Utah State. Well, first of all, I'm extremely proud of the kids. What, what an awesome job they did. And, you know, it all started with the whole scenario when, when months ago when this started all take place throughout the world that we are going through. And um, our kids, we, we needed to talk about it. And we needed to get into position to talk about it as a team. And uh, I think some of our coaching, you know, Jason Phillips did a great job of kind of getting us spearheaded through bringing people in to come in and talk. Uh, we had outside people come in and talk to the team. The team talked it up, and we got together. And, and it didn't come without conflict. It didn't come without adversity. It didn't come without hard, hard conversations and, and, and hard things to hear, yeah. uh, hard things to listen to. Uh, but what we learned, and we went through it, and the big thing that came was the education piece to me was so very important. These kids wanted to get educated for the most part. And as a whole, we worked to be able to educate them and listen. That was number one and number two. Then number three, when we got to it, they wanted to make a difference. They wanted to do, do something to help change or help educate others. And um, I asked the leadership committee, if the, let's come up with something, and didn't really hear anything from them, and they talked about it, and, you know, kids were thinking about it, and I just thought, hey, let's let's throw out a class out there and see if it works. So I took that leadership committee. I said, why don't you build a class? You're the kids. We'll get we'll get Doc Gordon, Ross Peterson to help you. DJ and Jamani will, will spearhead the whole thing, and let's build a class. You guys go take it. And that, that was it. For the, from that point on, the coaches were out. The kids took it. They built it. Um, and now it's a class at Utah State University and it's going to be here forever and that's their little legacy in this yeah. situation to understand that they did allow change to happen now you got to sign up for it if you really want to listen and you really care about you know getting involved and, and you want to do want to hear and and listen to those things that aren't so easy to talk about um it's a fantastic class. I'm extremely proud of the kids, and, and they did it, man, and it's pretty dang cool. Well, that's why I talk about DJ and Jumani, and they were part of teams that really kind of helped turn things around here at Utah State and got the football program back to uh, where it needed to be. And so they've, they've already left a, a legacy on the field, per yep. se. But to be able to leave that, you know, because a player always wants to leave a legacy wherever he goes. No doubt. And to leave, and to, to leave that kind of a legacy here at Utah State on a class that hopefully will continue for a long, long time. And, and Ross Peterson, by the way, is one of the best people on the planet. Yes. Uh, he's he's a guy that it's in really good hands with him. And he got juice now. He's he, I know, he yeah. loves it. He's he's excited every single day about it. And it'll be here. This class is going to be here you know, 15, 20 years from now. They can bring their kids back here and say, this is where we played and what we did. This is our trophy that we won. Um, this is the ring that we had. But this is the class we built. And let's talk about how crazy 2020 was. Yeah. Um, and educate their own kids in that situation. Take a break. Come back. By the way, if you got questions for Coach, uh, now's the time to raise your hand and uh, let your voice be heard. We'll have an open mic section coming up next. Also, remember, if you're listening to us and watching us on Facebook, you can also leave a question for us as well, and uh, we'll get to as many as those as we can. Coming up next, it's the Gary Anderson Coaches Show on the Aggie Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. All right, welcome on back. You're listening to the Gary Anderson Coaches Show on the Aggie Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Hey, by the way, USU Credit Union has been serving true Aggies since 1957, and USU Credit Union is the only credit union conveniently located on campus. Visit their branch inside the University Welcome Center or any of the six locations around Cache Valley. USU Credit Union, smart, local, and convenient. 
All right. This is your chance to, if you got a question, raise your hand, ask Coach a question, and uh, we'd love to be able to hear from you. Also, uh, you can fire us off a question on Facebook, and uh, we'll try to get to as many of those as we possibly can. But, Coach, we've, we've talked about a couple individual players. Let's talk about some more uh, that really caught your eye, and I know some uh, some uh, p- uh, some transfers have, have a chance to make a, a potentially big impact on the team as well. Yeah, Marcus Moore's done a great job on the defensive line to this point. And, and again, we're not in pads, um, but, you know, just uh, he's a big, strong, physical kid. He's played at a high level, um, has high expectations to be able to have a great senior year. And um, I, I really like what I see out of him, and, and it's just his overall attitude adjustment to coming to Logan has been nothing but fantastic so it says you know those the, the the four-year transfers is is Utah's one piece of it when we go to the University of Utah because we know the kids we know the program we understand it we know the coaches we can get real talk um, you know when you go outside of that it becomes a little bit like a, a JC recruit you know is are the coaches trying to move the kid along yeah. is it is it because he really needs an opportunity He's stuck behind a great player. You know, the list goes on and on and on. But uh, we, we've really tried to – we've been educated, quite frankly, as we've gone through that process. And um, we're, we're in tune much better than we were, I'd say, a year ago as far as how do we identify taking those kids. But, uh, you know, he's another one we have high expectations for. He came here for a reason. He wants to win a lot of football games, win a championship, and have a chance to play at the next level. Uh, and that's something that I mean. You look across the landscape of the NFL. I mean, from Bobby Wagner to uh, you know uh, uh, Kyler Fackrell, guys that are still uh, playing in the league. Utah State's shown the ability to put guys in the league if you're willing to uh, put in the work and you've got the talent. There's no doubt. And you know, it's I, I go back to when we first got here, first time through, and 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 where Bobby was and where Robert was, uh, Robert Turbin and Bobby Wagner, where they were within the program and the development stages. And, you know, the the big thing for them, and I, and I I tell this story to a lot of kids on our football team you know those are two great stories and there's other ones but those are two young men that were in this program when we got here and and hadn't had success and they were young still it's nobody's fault they hadn't had that yet but but they bought into us they bought into where we were going the direction that we were headed into the weight room with coach simon at that time and all those things that came with it and then they then exploded on the scene and it's it's not us we don't do that but you have to buy into the program that you're at and not every program is for every kid and that's again you go back to the transfers it has to be for you and because utah state's not going to change for you i don't care how good a player you are i don't care if you're the best player in america we don't want you if if you don't fit who we are as cash valley and utah state and and i think our kids are starting to understand that you have to understand it is a very unique fit I think it's a special fit. Um, and those kids that we're talking about, I believe, are handling that very well to this point. Question rolling in uh, on uh, Twitter. How does the wide receiver core look like this year? You know, it's, uh, I like where they're at. Uh, DT is, is obviously needs to be a focal point of the offense. Um, just absolutely has to be. And he, he is he's a difference maker when the ball's in his hand. You have to find unique ways to put the ball in his hands. You can't just go into a game and, and walk out after the game's over with and say that, you know, DT touched the ball uh, four times. That I don't care if you're handing it off to him on fly sweep. You're getting it to him. We've got to get the ball to him. I think overall as a core, they're going to grow and develop. This time right now that Coach Phillips has to work with those receivers and the timing with Jason, the timing with Andrew as a quarterback position and those wide receivers is in valuable because that timing has not taken place for those 44 practices that we mentioned early. So I expect them to be a dynamic group. I expect them to be a deep group. You know, we've got a tra- couple transfers in there that got to get their fannies out on the field here in the next few weeks to show what they can do. Um, and and I, I like how they complement and work with each other. You know, we, we lost T-Comp. T-Comp was one of those young men that you were talking about. It was, you know, uh, life has, has changed. Yeah. Mean, he's, he's graduated. He's moved on. And we had five or six of those seniors that were in our program that actually – 
it was time for them to to move along in life and they had plans we had guys that were going on to getting student student teaching we had guys that have jobs or they're making good money so uh, we lost a, a good leader in that room with T-Comp departing but I think we have a crew that's working extremely hard is athletic and needs to be worked together as a team and they've got uh, you know got the coaching to get it done and I think we've got the offensive play caller now with uh, in, in Bodie Reeder to get them the football um, in, in a quality way and, and highlight the difference makers. I got to imagine this is a time too. You talk about Bodie Reader, new offensive coordinator. This is a time where he didn't get a spring ball. Maybe we got like a day, two days of spring ball before yeah. it got shut down. Yeah. Uh, this is a time where you could do uh, install a lot of that offense too. It, it is, and you know we 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 had a plan to get through this month, and at October fourth we were going to get shut down the twelve hour rule, and now it's opened up all the way through the month of October. So again today the plan changes. So we'll slow down on our installation. It was going to be install number two today on offense and on defense now they've they've pulled back a little bit on that so we get more practice watch it on film evaluate it break it down coach it and then let's practice it again uh, because it is new it's a brand new scheme and there's a lot of new schemes on the defensive side of the ball too so it'll be fun to watch those playmakers but as you know as well as i the chemistry between the quarterbacks the wide receivers and the and the and the, and the, and the tight ends the running backs is so so very important and i'm really excited about brock lane a young tight end that came in here um, he's done a great job carson's done a great job of putting him underneath his wing and saying hey let's go get better and work at this because we lost you know a couple of those oh, yeah. kids to uh to not to graduation but moving along in life obviously and uh so we'll, we'll keep battling but uh, i'm excited to see how how and who shows up um, when we start having a little bit more live action as we move forward here. Yeah, Carson's been in the shadow of Dax and then last okay. year as well. And and now it's time now it's time for him to, to take that job. It is. It's Carson it's Carson's show. He's he's the guy that's there and I think he's adjusted and, and accepted the the physicality of the offense that we need to be able to have. Um, you know, we're gonna play with two tight ends on the field. As long as there's equipped and some of the best players are out there we're going to play with two tight ends i think it's a very very solid weapon in college football and uh, we'll do that and they're athletic enough to be able to get out and cause some problems in space and four wide set if you will and not have a true anchor tight end on line of scrimmage um, but the physicality and the power you need to have in the run game with what i think is going to be some very good running backs the, the tight ends got to get up there and say we're ready to go get on the line of scrimmage put our hand in the dirt and, and knock a defensive defensive end around and i'm excited to see how that goes for for all of our tight ends but carson's done a nice job of accepting that role understanding that role um, and it's grown for him and if he wants to be a great tight end which i know he does he, he'll be excited about the opportunity to become more versatile and he's certainly has all the tools too he does he does he, he's done a great job of adjusting to you know we're, we're playing with the huddle sometimes we're yeah. playing with the muddle huddle sometimes we're playing fast is our pay our base way to be able to play we have look over uh he's adjusted to all those and there's a lot on a tight end's plate because again he's lining up as a wide receiver sometimes and he's lining up as a tight end sometimes and so it's 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 double learning if you will uh, but you know i think rock's done a great job of coming in coach rock's done a great job of, with his defensive experience and dj tialavea there is the position guy who played it at a high level played in the nfl was a great player here at tight end they, they've got the best situation in the country in my opinion to be a tight end as a youthful player and as a young man that uh, is is learning some tweaks to it as Carson is an experienced tight end. Uh, you know, you talk about Coach Reeder, uh, and, and I've had a chance to interview him a couple times since he took the job, and I get the sense that 
he wants an offense for all occasions. You know what? It's it's warm weather and you can go. Let's go. If it's if it's Laramie and it's 15 below and we need to run the football and go smash mouth, uh, we can do that. If we if we need to go short yardage and really kick somebody in the tail, we can do that. I mean, that's it. Seems like there's there's a, a really strong philosophy to be able to adapt uh, to the. Uh, to the conditions and, and what the defense is, is allowing. No doubt. And one of the biggest reasons that I hired him, and a couple of big reasons why I, I looked at Bodie, and he, he won at the end of the day as far as getting the job, and, and he definitely deserved it and has done nothing but prove that to me. is just his toughness. Um, and then where he grew up, you know, he, he grew up battling his way through this thing in the big sky. He's been through some ups and downs. He's been through some hard times in coaching. He's been through some good times in coaching. But but he's, he's just very, very consistent. And his care factor is, is very high level as far as how he handles himself daily, uh, in my opinion. But again, at the end of the day, he has that toughness to him that we need. And I think this coaching staff has that toughness. And it's got to carry over to be a reflection of the team, how we play offensively and defensively and, and how we conduct ourselves you know daily on and off the field mm. all right final segment with uh, coach gary anderson coming up next still if you have questions uh, we'd love to hear from you as well uh but we'll uh, we'll talk more with coach coming up next it's all right here on the gary anderson coaches show on the aggie sports network from learfield img college All right, final segment of the show. You're listening to the Aggie Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Hey, if you're looking at a way to finance your next home improvement project, it's all possible with a home equity line of credit from USU Credit Union. Apply online at usucu.org or visit any branch location. USU Credit Union, smart, local, and convenient. Okay, um, one question, and uh, I threw this out at you at the break, and might as well talk to everybody about it. Um, It's always a nice luxury to have uh, when it's a crunch time and you're lining up for a field goal and you're like, you know what, I feel pretty good about this. And Dominic Eberle uh, let everybody feel pretty good about that position for the last three years here at Utah State. So I guess my question is, you feel where, where are you at on the kicker right now? Yeah, uh, you know, partly cloudy. Uh, you know, we, they, they haven't been able to compete a lot, first yeah. of all. Um, you know, secondly, the, the I think they've worked very hard. I think they've put in the time. Um, uh, we got some additions. We've created some competitions at the snapper spot, which is good. I, f- I feel good about the snappers. I really do. I think we've got two really, really good snappers. Pot is back, obviously. He'll, he, he's not going to let that job go, but uh, Garcia is going to push him and fight for that spot. So it'll be interesting to see how, how that takes place, but we're good there. Um, you know, f- field goals in the first couple of days that we've been out there have been just okay. Uh, we have to improve. It's not good enough right now to where we need to be, and you know, those are things that we talk about, and it's it's as a whole. It's the snapping. It's the holding. It's the kicking. It's, it's the whole deal. So uh, punting is, is, is a competition, and, and we need to continue to work on that to get better. But, again, as soon as you put – it's one thing to kick for five months, you know, in the air, and nobody's out there, and nobody's running around you, and no one's buzzing your foot, and all of a sudden you got guys buzzing around you. Now, we're not full live, but just to have some presence of other people makes a difference. So – you know, we talked about it today in special teams. It's it's not just the kicking, and we'll, these kids are going to battle. Um, I, I suspect we'll be fine, um, and we'll find out quickly as we go through it, but we need to be. That's what we brought them here, so we should be good uh, as we move forward, and how they handle it mentally will be a challenge. The next thing is, is you know, last year you look back, we had a special teams meeting today, and we discuss it, and the, the hard things to talk about uh, for games last year, special teams did some great things for us. Fresno State, we kicked the field goal and win, get the kickoff return against Carl State. It's a huge game swinger. We did some really good things to, to put us in position and we were we were solid on special teams um, 
you know, we, and we, we look to get better. In the bowl game, um, special teams was a disaster. You know, it did, didn't give us an opportunity to be able to win the football game when it was presented. Is that why we lost? No, but it sure gave us an opportunity to do some things differently in that football game if we play quality special teams and, and don't have the glaring errors. So uh, it will be an emphasis like it always has been. Obviously, Coach Rock is handling the special teams now with Coach Collins doing the, uh, doing the defense and being involved with the defense as a coordinator. Uh, but I think we're in good hands, just like we were with Stacey Collins. I think our kids' care factor is high. But when you have as many youthful kids in our program, they got to understand the difference. Watch the games that you've watched this, this last week. Texas State, you know, they, they return a punt for a kickoff, whatever that was, for a touchdown. And then they miss an extra point to go win the football game. They end up losing a double overtime. The debacle last night, I didn't stay up and watch a game that starts at 8.15. Yeah, so you didn't miss I didn't, anything. I didn't see the end of that game, but I guess there was kicks missed all over the place. And, you know, so the, the, those guys, whoever, what, whatever team did that, I don't know. I just heard the nightmares about it. They need to sign up Dom Everly because he'll make those, in my opinion. So sign him up, NFL. That's just me. Just I know I'm biased, but I'm just saying. You know, it seems like with kickers in the NFL, you just need to break in, and then once you do, you'll always have a job because yeah. they, those guys just recycle <laughs> yeah, all they, over the place. They do. They, so they do. You just got to break in somewhere. Um, one thing I want to talk about, too, is uh, on the defensive side, we talk about Bodie Reeder, but uh, um, uh, you look at the uh, Stacy Collins, Frank Miley, uh, are going to help out that defensive position. Uh, any tweaks to the defense that I think will be overly noticeable by a fan out there? Yeah, there will be some tweaks that uh, you know, we're going to play more. We'll play some odd front. We'll play some even front. So we'll have some three down linemen, which has a guy over the top of the center, and then two guys kind of inside shade of the offensive tackles. And then we'll also play some four down uh, positioning. So, But as far as the structure of the defense as a whole, as the fits, there's definitely some tweaks. There's some new verbiage to it. Uh, but a lot of the kids are, are fairly familiar with it. It's, you know, it's, the, it's basically the defense that we that we worked back in the day here um, there's been some things added to it that I, that I think are good um, so it's going to have a flavor of the Utah State it's going to have a flavor of Utah State of old it's going to have the flavor of Wisconsin um, yeah. and that's kind of where it's going to filter in and go through as we go through time and I think it's good I think that was uh, you know it's, it's a nice pace for our kids the most important thing whenever you're playing offense or defense is you do what's best for your kids in the program and what they're built to do and how they are physically built to do it and this is definitely for us to get into the odd front this this year and moving forward is the best. It's, it's we can recruit those outside linebackers that may be tweeners. Really excited about the back end competition, the defensive back competition, the fights that are going to go on in there. We'll get more of a, a look at the wide receivers and the DBs in the next six weeks than we will, quite frankly, probably any other position just because it, it's closest to real football with them when they have an opportunity to play and do some things without, you know, shoulder pads on. Yeah. And there is a bunch of battles at that defensive backfield. There's a lot of young bucks that want to take old guys' jobs. And uh, I'm excited, and the old guys don't want to lose those jobs. Yeah. So it's a battle. Well, you know, I have uh, I, I used to uh, – well, I talked to Steve Tate all the time, former U, yep. that, you, that yep. you coached. And Love goes, that guy. He goes, every year it felt like Coach is trying to recruit over the top of me. We are. And he goes, he is. <laughs> and he goes, and I, every year I'm like, I got to – here's some young buck. I got to yeah. gotta find yeah. a way to yeah. put him back in his place. Yeah, there is no – there is no just, you know, stand in line and I'm the next guy up because I've been here four years, I get a play. That's, that's not how it works. And, um, you know, our kids, I think they're really starting to understand that and grasp that idea that you have to – you know, you have to be involved, and, and we're going to recruit the best kids we can. We owe that. If the kid gets beat out, we owe that to him because yeah. there's a better player playing on the field now. They may not like it, um, but, uh, you know, you got you got to deal with that, and that's competition um, creates a really, really fun environment. Well, Coach, it's been a lot of fun, and 
hopefully we're talking about some games coming up here uh, in the near future uh, because uh, this the whole not knowing what's going on, that's been the biggest pain in the butt in all of this. Yeah, it's it's very, very difficult, and I hope we are too for the fans. And, you know, I appreciate everybody that's, uh, you know, you go around town everywhere you go, everybody obviously wants to play, <laughs> but everybody obviously, they understand it, and yeah. we want to do what's best, and our kids will work hard to be prepared for when that moment comes to uh, – put the pads on and get prepared to represent Aggie Nation the right way. Well, big thanks, everyone, here at Old Chicago. Uh, the crew uh, has been nothing but uh, helpful. If you want to come by here, grab a slice, uh, grab some wings, whatever the case might be, best place in town to do that. It's Old Chicago right here. Food is fantastic, Logan. guys. You're missing out. Get down here. Get down here. We'll be back here next Tuesday. Big thanks for everyone who helped us out, and uh, big thanks to Coach Gary Anderson. It's the uh, Coaches Show right here on the Aggie Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Go Aggies. From Old Chicago, this has been the Aggies Coaches Show. Brought to you by Larry H. Miller Dealerships. Driven by you, Zions Bank. We haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. And by Ford. Go further. The proceeding has been a Learfield IMG College presentation of the Aggie Sports Network.